Hello, and welcome to 17 Milligrams, a Paradoja podcast. I meet one of your hosts, Scott Eisenberg. I'm Richard Kalarik. And I'm Mike Pagano. And unfortunately, we do not have Frankie Sparks here today, but yeah, it is an all-male episode. I'm afraid where this will go. It is yes. a sausage fest today. It's officially the man show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Minus Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla. Yes, we, d- we don't need Kimmel. And an audience. <laughs> I'll be Matt Damon. We don't need Kimmel. <laughs> we just need midgets. That's all we need. Oh, God. If we had midgets running around here, that'd be crazy. Do you remember that show, The Man Show? Yes. I, I was. I no. must have been like 10, 12 years old, and I find that on, found that on Comedy Central after seeing maybe the worst stand-up and the first stand-up I've ever seen on Comedy Central. And I'm like, why, why are people laughing? This guy's not funny. But I was a 10-year-old. And then pops on... Adam Carolla, women juggies on trampolines, midgets with beer. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, they can't do that watch now. This. There's no way. No. They can do that now. No. Yeah. Activists. So how is everybody doing? Doing pretty good. Really? I'm I'm doing good right now. A really rough <laughs> 70 hours. But I'm good now. 70 hours? Please tell us about it. No, I really wouldn't. I'm, I'm good now. I'm good. I'm glad to hear. I'm my glad. Te- my, temp- my body temperature is good right now, so I'm good. Good. Hey, it's always good, you know, because... Body temperature? What, what were you, sick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't feeling well. Uh-huh. How are you doing, Richard? Well... As always, could be better. How the famous words of Scott Eisenberg? Well, dying inside. Just a little bit. Always wow. a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yes, last night was crazy with the pouring rain, man. I was driving. Oh, yeah. I was driving. I got lost, apparently. <laughs> yeah. We all got yeah. messages. Okay. Well, <laughs> there was one in the search party. Everyone else is just, well, uh, I'm just going to go. He'll on. turn up. I was driving in Huntington, and there's a road out there where as you drive out from Oyster Bay to Huntington where you have no service whatsoever. So I had no service in Huntington until I got back to Hicksville, and then I got a plevy of messages and phone calls. Well, the thing is everyone thought you were going home, so we were searching the Hicksville area. Yeah, I had a call. I had to go meet somebody out there for something. Oh, for something. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. God, you have a problem. Yeah, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, he's the one with a problem. Yeah. Sure. So, but, yeah, so I got some questions. Yes, okay. yes, let's hear these questions. Can I go? Yours. Can I go first? Yeah. Okay, go well, we got a couple, actually. So, last time on the podcast where yes. we had our guest Joey, yes, and Richard wasn't here. That's now, true. Uh, uh, we said our first impression of each other, right? And we went around. Yes. So I saw the Avengers movie, and there's no spoilers right now. But no. there's time travel. That's that's it. There's no. Spo- that's not really spoiling what a, anything. What is a it? surprise! Okay, there's time travel. So I thought, why don't we go around and say, uh, where are they now in the future of us? But we had to say, like, where are they now? But me and Richard can only do. Where Scott could be in the future, like a mythic, okay, fictional Eisenberg ah. type of thing, and then okay. we're gonna go in a, a version of where's Richard, you know, in ah, okay, fifty I see what years, you're is he is he a, is he a, a Viking, you know, taking over the world, ah. starting his own cult or something? Okay, I see. So me and you are making up where Rich is gonna be in the future. Then you, you guys do me. Then I yeah. Uh, okay. And, okay. And, okay. So uh, how about let's hear you and me, with Richard, because he's okay. a colorful uh, man. <laughs> yes, take the floor, Scott. Okay. So where are they now? It's uh, 40 years from now. 40 Scott, where is let's, Richard? Let's do, let's do 20. 20? Okay, fine. Because you think years. 40, he'll be 60. All right, well, all right yeah, let's do let's 20. Let's see where I am how, how about 20 years and then when he's an old man? Okay, fine. Okay, I'm down. Okay, you go first. We'll probably have exactly the same. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> how predictable. So, Rich will be waking up, getting out of his bed. Oh, you're getting specific. Okay. Yes. He, yes. Will, he will be getting out of his bed, reading the day. In his nudist colony. Wow. That he has started from the ground up. 
Is I'm, there any I'm, other way to start nudist colony <laughs> than the ground colony. up? Yes, nudist colony. A full frontal approach. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he will have his communal of eight people who follow him oh. and would do anything for him. That's not a colony. That's, that's a fan club. Hey, hey, you, you start small. It's expanding. <laughs> Christ. All right, go on. You get so far because Richard's not comfortable. No, he's not. It's actually quite funny. I know. Um, Wait till we do you, Scott. And every time... Oh, just wait. Oh, I can't wait. And every time Rich, you know, makes a decree, it gets spread amongst the people. And then slowly but surely, more people start coming to this colony. Ah, okay. And then Rich develops the colony, and he figures out how to blow the colony off the country to develop his own island. Ah, yeah, this is exactly where I was thinking, too. I was thinking the same thing, so can I... Can I yes, ask, go, jump I, in, jump in. So Richard is is on a big throne, right? Like a big marble throne. A lot of rings on every finger, because that's what's happening right now. Uh, and he has a big beard, and and he's... And, and everybody's following everything, and he's like, row, row, no. row. But, like, he's making the row the island. And the yeah, exactly. I was going to say, row the island? Yeah. <laughs> farther and farther away. At this point, Richard has lost it with power. Uh, and he's gone insane. And and he, his throne of marble is actually also made out of books. Like all the books that oh, he's yeah. read or claimed to have read. Yes. <laughs> he has multiple there. copies of all the books. Of all the books. And maybe if you take off the covers, it's, it's a bunch of like Martha Stewart cooking books or something. <laughs> but like it's covered with intellectual covers. Just to, you know, because he's a facade. It's, yes. He's this, he's this mythic guy. And they start calling him Father Clark. Father Clark. And I fast forward to when he's an old man. And, yes. and it turns out like the, the island has left him. And now he's skinny and, 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 and you know, weak. Yes. And uh, that's Richard in the future. Yes. Slightly depraved. Depraved. A little angry. Yes. But then he comes back to America, writes a book about it, and becomes a billionaire. Yes. So it's a redemption story. Yes. This is the, this is the worst future. <laughs> where it will he you be started now, a so. colony? You started a co- you, uh, with, with eight, eight people and a boat. Well, no, no, it expanded. It started with eight, and we're naked, really. Yes, you're a nudist colony. That's what. Like happens. Scott always likes to say, just like Hitler said, right? Scott, uh, you know, you have to start somewhere. Yeah, you, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, because that is what just like Hitler said. said. All right, so. Uh, uh, well, yes. Since you basically killed two birds with one stone. Unless I'm you want to add, no, unless you want to add to what you think I'm going to be in the future. I just did. No, yeah, yeah. We both uh, no, told no. Uh, the where are they now, Richard? Yes, oh, that's where saying. are they now? Yes. All right, so let's do Scott. Where will okay. Scott be now? All right, well, well, be then. All right, so Scott and Frankie. I'm including her in the picture, even though wild guess. I'm sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> but Scott and Frankie get together. Uh, so Scott, this is probably the most normal story out of. Uh, I think. You want to start, Richard? Do you see anything crazy happening? I don't really see anything. Yeah, I think too in, wild. in like 20 to 40 years, I think Scott, mm, he'll be dead. What? Because, uh, <laughs> he'll work himself to death. He'll be a sh- former shell of a man. He'll have no soul. <laughs> oh, God. He'll yeah, just be living see to uh, live. I, I sold my soul. <laughs> it's like a dark term. Exactly. He'll sell, he'll sell his soul to the, level, uh, to, the, to the level, to the devil. Yes. Just so he can work more <laughs> and run this podcast. We'll just keep him caged up in the basement. <laughs> and he'll edit for us, and only us. Okay, so Richard's version of Scott's life is very darker than mine. <laughs> mine is just him and Frankie have kids. Maybe Scott like becomes a gym teacher of some kind, while also having God. a radio show. Mike, 
Okay. And can, uh, can, can there's I some kids right there? and like they live on a farm or something. Why, why are you so cliche? You are the most interesting I man in the world and oh yeah, it's just kids on a farm. I could be fun. the most interesting man in the world, but Scott is normal. <laughs> No, Scott, he is Scott's far the only from one out of us that's going to survive. I have in, in yeah, an okay. apocalypse. I don't think I've ever been called normal in my life. Yeah, what, Look, what are you? Scott, you're in a room with just me and Richard. That's right true. Now. So that's, I mean, it's not okay. really saying much right now. That's true. But uh, no, I think he's going to have. It's the where they now. It's a, it's a nice, like happy life. Oh yeah, the American dream with a white picket fence and a red painted door. That we dogs. can't afford. <laughs> and four or they five dogs, little ones Scott, running right? around. You would have dogs. Yeah, we'd have dogs. Who would have dogs? Do you have kids? I, be, I bet he'll have one of those Asian Labradoodles. You would be living, would you be living in small a dogs? suburb? I'm not a small dog no, person. I'm sure, I, I'm sure by then it'll be like a greyhound that looks like a poodle. Yeah. That you kick a lot. A greyhound that looks like Scooby-Doo. And uh, what are we thinking, so Scott? Suburbs? His, uh, actually, are you thinking about the suburbs, away. country? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm as a guy who has lived in Florida for five months, it's probably a suburb or more. <laughs> well, explain that to me. What's the difference between what? an urban city? Well, urban, suburban, and what's the third one? Country, basically. Country. No. Well, the country's kind of, we know what the country is. Well, we know what the country is, but what is urban and suburban? Well, urban is like the city. You, you, everything's around you. You really can walk anywhere. Yeah. It's like New York City. That's an urban area. Oh, I got okay, it in okay. a way that kids, uh, that the 90s kids could get it. Okay. So. Uh, Let's hear it, Mr. Pagano. Suburban is Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Urban is Hey Arnold. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty close. That would be not bad, too. Mm. Yeah. That is a great way to put it. Yes. Right. And then wherever Ralph is from is oh, the country. Ralph. <laughs> Ralph. Ed, and Eddie. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Oh, Rolf? Rolf. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> are we wrapped up on Scott? I've, I have a good, clear picture of Scott. You have a horrible dark. That I sell my soul to the devil. And he's a shell of a man, and, and he's constantly jerking off in a puddle somewhere. All right, don't you saw where that is. <laughs> jerking off in a puddle. Yeah, we drove by Taco Joe's, and we're like, well, look at that giant puddle in the parking lot. I'm like, we should just put some scuba gear on Scott and have him as a promotional publicity stuff. Oh, my God. Just swimming. Okay, have, every, have either of you watched Scrubs? No. Yes, I've seen Scrubs. Do you remember the episode where JD rides his motorcycle and crashes into the puddle? He's like, there's a whale <laughs> under this hospital. Uh, did it oh say God. anything? Uh, we didn't exchange pleasantry. Yeah, that sounds like Julian. Yes, <laughs> yes I've seen that one. That was a great show. All right. Okay. I think so we're wrapped up on Scott. Scott's I think nobody said that these stories had to be similar. No. It's just me and Scott uh, so happened to see a similar uh, version of Richard. Running a new this And then me and Richard have a <laughs> very different opinion on Scott, apparently. We're just detached from the mainland. <laughs> exactly. All right, so your turn. Okay, so now us right. and Pagano. Where do we see Michael Elizabeth Pagano okay. in the future? Well, in 20 years. 20 years. In 20 years, I see mm. Pagano. Oh, my God. He's, he's made it. He's had a couple of television shows. He's basically, he's done with acting, though. He, I mm. feel like he's not really into the acting thing anymore. He doesn't like the paparazzi. So he steps back, becomes a producer. He starts producing all these weird short movies. So he's doing the Sylvester Stallone thing. Kind of, yes. He, he starts producing, but he finds these people who are like, and he just picks them up and goes, you know what, that's a weird idea. I like it. Let's do it. You know, and then slowly but surely, he transitions to porn. What's what? No, wait a <laughs> so, wait a minute. Okay. We've gone from Stallone <laughs> to, what's his name? Who's the, who's the short guy in um, Twins? Uh, Danny DeVito. So he's doing the DeVito thing. Yeah, a little bit. Yes. What the hell is the <laughs> DeVito thing? <laughs> well, he was in Twins, and the next thing you know, he's directing uh, Matilda, among other things. But I can see Pagano doing that. Like, he's, he's, just, he's done with it. 
He's done with the paparazzi. So he's just he wants to produce what he wants to produce, mm. what he sees. And then in 40 years, after he's really done with the movie industry because now it's made him jaded, he moves to Puerto Rico <laughs> and starts yelling at kids on his front lawn because he wants to act like he's uh, – what's his name? Grant Torino. <laughs> He's become be an old Torino. racist El, <laughs> El Gran Torino Well, no, it wouldn't be racist Because you'd be yelling at you're like Of my own nationality I know, that's what I'm confused Damn it's you just, Puerto Ricans You're just ageist Puerto Ricanos <laughs> Goddamn kids I don't know, I see a more darker future for him Oh god, okay, That's so, not dark enough? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's too mediocre You guys are so mediocre today Listen, we need some drugs on this podcast today As soon as we lose the woman All of a sudden we're unhitched and we're normal well, then, after this, we'll get into the, my later. second question. We'll get into that question later. Shake things up more. All right. I like this question. I thought this was interesting. Yes. See, I see more of a, like I was saying, a dark future. So Mike Pagano, he produces his shows. He gets famous. His name is on the side of buses and buildings and the whole gamer type thing. Where see, Mike Pagano is, on News 12. Where he's literally projected onto the side of buildings. Because advertising in billboards is no longer enough. And then... Something happens. It'd be easier to change a billboard if you could just change a hologram. Mm. Yes. I'm just saying. It. Okay, so we'll change the hologram of well, Mr. No, Pagano. But, but well, no, but regardless. Think, sorry. And then revolution strikes. Society has crumbled, and Michael Pagano is the only man with a plan. So he stands on top of the highest building in New York City and looks down to the masses as the streets burn with fire and say, we need something. And he becomes the so, leader of the New World Order, the Pagano religion, where comedy is everything and no one is offended. Religion is a joke, and politics is simply a bar conversation. <laughs> so so he, Mike starts a cult. <laughs> he rules the world. Not a cult. He conquers the world. <laughs> I conquer the world, and you, you have eight people. <laughs> yes, I'm in a nudist colony. Yeah, that's why I broke off from the mainland because I don't want to be part of the the, the, the Pagonites. <laughs> the Pagonites. It all of a sudden turns into Planet of the Apes, where there's only Pagano oh law, on a no human law. Wow. Okay. So this became I got really weird. Mad Max mixed Mad Mike. Mad Mike. Yes. <laughs> no, no, we can't use that. That's trademarked. Uh, Mad Mike. Malicious, Mad Mi- malicious Mike. Uh, yeah, Mike. I guess we can't use Mad Mike. That kind of be yeah, a little bit. He's not mad. He's melodramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I just want. I just love getting reactions out of him. Oh God, that's insane. Okay, that's kind of fun. Okay. Okay. Now, um. All right. Let's hear this next question of yours. So this is a conversation that me and Richard had in, in the car. Okay. About complete. So like. I said, if somebody comes up, if a woman told me, or you know, yeah, if a woman told me that, uh, like I complete her, I would be fear, I would, I would run, pretty okay. much. And, and, and I heard Whoopi Goldberg said that in the, in her book, she goes, if you, if somebody says you completely run, yeah. it's true because if somebody says you complete me, then that means they're not even full before they get to you. Like I want you to be completed before you get to me, and I should be completed before I get to you. Richard disagrees with me. Okay. I don't, I'll get what, see what you think. Okay. Shouldn't somebody be com- like completed before they re- have to rely on you to complete them? Okay, that's my. Th- All right, Richard, where, before you get into the yeah, photography the, business, where, what, what's your uh, take, Richard? Let's remind us. Hear yours, Tell Scott. He okay, disagrees. so what is the concrete question? Well, he's talking about being complete in the relationship. Yes, involved. you think somebody should? You said it's a nice thing to say. I, you complete me, right? Well, 
in my personal opinion. Well, that's what we're talking. Uh, yes. What other opinion is there than personal? <laughs> well, someone feeding information into my brain is going Oh, on. okay. All right, anyways. The worm inside your head. Huh. Yeah, it's what? telling me the voices. So basically what I feel, how I feel about this yes. is <clears throat> I feel like needing to be completed and finding someone to complete you is important. Because okay. then if you're already complete... Then what do you need anybody else for? No, 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 that, no. Uh, that they're a plus. They add on. They make life extra better. No, no, no. They were plus. Then that's exactly it. Then you're just you're just a small factor of the equation. They could simply that, yes, subtract I, I you out. We all. So what? Then that's fine. So what? Then that's not love. That's 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 a Tuesday Self fling. Lo- like loving yourself first is important. important. One yeah. night stand. There you go. Uh, no, loving yourself first is important. Okay, gentlemen, yes, gentlemen, gentlemen. Okay, Scott. What, what, okay, okay, Mr. Married Man. Fall? Gentlemen, gentlemen, yes. gentlemen. Okay, I understand from both points of view. I'm the judge in this situation, so I will make the ruling. Okay, Judge Eisenberg in this in the house. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Um, so, for, you guys are looking at the same question, but because you guys have two different views on the question, it's you're answering literally the same thing. I don't think we are. I think we you, have you are. Things. It's what? just the term of phrase. Well, forget you, us. What's different. your opinion on this? What, how do you feel? I don't. I don't care about no, that. No, my what concrete thing is he thinks. You need to be complete, yes. and someone in your yes. life is a plus. I believe yes. you need someone yeah, that's, to that's, feel that's complete. A problem. Yes. That's a problem, I think. Okay. So you, as a man in a relationship currently, how do you feel? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not how you feel about our opinions. It's what's, your, what's your opinion on this? Okay, my, my opinion on the statement is, honestly, well, again, Mike's makes sense because, yes, you have to be a complete person to be able to even see someone. But in the same breath... You're never fully to understand yourself and to understand what you want in another person. You have to be under. You have to understand what you see. Yes. But in the same breath, if you are perfectly satisfied by yourself, you wouldn't need another person. So I understand where Richard is coming from in this statement. Right. So he clearly agrees with me. So no. you are overruled, Mr. But Gano. in the same breath, two people. No one is ever fully complete. This life is all about learning and the journey. Yeah. People come and go. So, would I say Frankie makes my life better in all circumstances? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is she, but that's it. Is she just a plus or is she a part of your life to be completed? Well, she's, no. My or point rather, is, right now she's not here, but he's still Scott. Yeah. He's not like yeah, calling I, her for questions. So yeah, exactly. He's already completed. Yeah. So, are you complete, Mr. Eisenberg? That is the question I, the court holds against you. <laughs> I am a complete person, but Frankie is... A gigantic part of my life. See, so what would not happen? What would happen if she left? Would you still be a complete man, I think or would you be, be broken soul? I would be a broken soul for a while. If Frankie suddenly disappeared off the face of the earth, if she was yeah. snapped out of existence, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, out of your life. Let her be in the world, so her presence constantly torments you. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> well, she'd still be a, again. Either way. All right. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Either way. Yes, I would be tormented for a while. It would take me a long time to even think about being a person again. <laughs> oh, Lord. So connect with it. You know, but it, you know, no, eventually, you know, if I would assume she would say the same thing, it would take a long time to either move on or figure out what we wanted after that. It, we might never figure it out again. Right. Who knows? I don't know. I still think. Yeah, how do you feel about I Mike? think they would. The court recognizes Michael Anthony Pagano. 
it's Antonio Pagano, and I. Whatever. Was, You're avoiding the question. <laughs> I don't know. I You're think badgering the witness. <laughs> badgering no, the witness. There's no badgers to be held here. I hold myself in contempt. <laughs> no, that's why you got into court in the first place, by holding yourself in public, Richard. No, I think Frankie would still be Frankie. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about you and your relationships. If you were in a theoretical relationship. Yes. Not not you and Frankie. Frankie's no, I'm his. They, no, I'm talking if they were split up and, and still be themselves, I still think they would still be themselves. I think Frank would be 100% Frankie. Scott would still be 100% Scott. I don't see them... Being shattered glasses. See, here's the thing, though. Me, I want I to know. Different story. I want to hear your story. I don't want your outside perspective on his story. Well, we're just talking about him. That's why. <laughs> well, we're talking about relationships in general. Yes. That's why I said. No, I him. think I, I already said where I. Feel I did about not this. think this podcast would be going this way <laughs> without Frankie. Listen, podcasts. It's an this interesting one, question because all three we'll of us are anywhere. totally different. Yeah, it's very true. And we're men. This is the man show. Okay. Yeah, sure. This is a so we, we can talk about things like this. All three of us are come from very different... Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me get a picture of our we're d- Very different here. parts of our lives. Yes. Yes. So Scott is engaged. Richard is divorced. Long and I'm... Life, yeah. I, I have no interest in either of those two. So <laughs> it, we have the... Uh, it's, it's very interesting. It would suck if all of us had the same uh, perspective. That's true. Then there's, there's no podcast That's right true. now. It's just be a big jungle. M- Mike is ready to mingle. So if you need a oh, number, Christ. here's Mike Pagano's phone number. Hell if you want to call... No. <laughs> 800-587-2966. <laughs> Mike, call the number and find out if eight, he's your man. 8675-309. There what, you go. <laughs> what, was that, what was that telephone number all over Grand Theft Auto that if you actually called... Oh, it's... Like, uh, yeah. It was 505-something-something-something-something. Yeah, I can't remember. What's what the song that's the famous number? 8675-309. Jenny, I have your number. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, Scott has Jenny's number. Yes, I always Everywhere. Know. The whole country has Jenny's number. I don't think, Jenny's they, a I don't think they give out that number anymore. I think yeah, it's I a think dead line at this point. It was a real person. I remember reading about tax. it. Like, whatever. Have a little bit of tax. Have a little tax. So, yes, that's what I think on what's this subject. This? I think you should be this? complete. Calling on my phone. What's this? If, 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 if you're looking for me to complete you, then forget it. You're right. <laughs> forget he's, just it. That, he's just that Lego, that extra Lego piece that you step on when you don't expect it on the carpet. And you're like, ah, what the fuck is this? And you see it's Mike Pagano. <laughs> just at the sole of your foot, eating away at you. I don't even think this metaphor holds up like the Lego itself. <laughs> This metaphor <laughs> falls apart. It's as solid as a Lego set, it's, though. No, it melts just like a Lego does when it's out in the sun too long. It's plastic and it's and it it's pathetic. <laughs> it's pathetic. Plastic melts in the sun? Yes. It, it, yes, right. plastic does melt in the sun, though. If you left a Lego out in, like, 90-degree weather, it would melt. All right, all right. We're, See, this is going to turn into sucks. the science podcast. Next Tuesday. So I win. <laughs> I win the argument, right? No, the argument? These are questions. <laughs> the hell are you talking this about? This is all opinions. I win, I win the yeah, he, win, he wins the opinion award. I win the opinion. It's yes. a nice big F you. <laughs> Oh God, but yeah, it it honestly the thing about it, you got both are coming at the f- very similar points, just different because of where you guys are in life. <laughs> yeah, we're all. At you different think you stages. need somebody to fulfill you, Richard? Well, the whole thing was back when I thought I didn't need anybody. As long as really? I loved myself, I had my hobbies, I had whatever interested me, I was happy, and I had someone. And unfortunately, that mind frame cost me a relationship. Mm. And many years later, you reflect on it. And then I got into another relationship, and certain things happened, and you think you're complete, but then you're really not. So then you feel like you're lying to yourself, Mm. and you don't know where you are, and then you lose that relationship, and then you just don't know who you are anymore. 
Ah, so. but that's, see, that's, that's there's the problem because you thought you right. Or, or my argument is that if you think then you need somebody else and they're gone now, then you are you're wondering well who are you anymore, right? Uh, it's it's very so the if, thing. if most of your identity is now a based on this thing. But that's the thing. But if your identity was, was already my, formed before you were with the person, I guess that was the thing. I when I was I turned the relationship into this being us, we, ah, yes. not just you and me. Yeah. As I heard one. I heard a relationship, some kind of relationship advice thing. It's like it's important to understand the difference between we and us and you and me. You okay. have to do the dishes. I'm going to do the laundry. No, we do dishes. We do laundry. We share these things. The burdens. Exactly. And that's what I. That's where my mentality came from. So it, it evolved into being us in the relationship, not mm. you're, you happen to be in a relationship with me. It's true, and I do admit there is a lot of we, there's a lot of compromise when you are in a relationship. Yeah, that I but you also foundations for me. That you also, in the same breath, you need to have you and me time. Like, me and Frankie yeah. do it all the time where even it if we're in the be. same room and, we're, and like we each have nothing to do, she can go read a book, I can go play some video games. You see, that's magical. That's what you need to be. Well, how is that magical? Because you that's, can, No, that's nor, that should be, that's not, I, I, I agree with you. That shouldn't be something that's considered magical. That should be something that's actually normal. You're right, you're right. That is normal. That's, that's but normal. But from my that's, perspective, that's a healthy way. there was a lack of that, mm-hmm. and there like always needed to be something going on no, kind of thing. So good. that was one of the issues. So that, but that's the thing. That's, that's why a lot of people... Get, have relationships that become very difficult to handle because they do become either yeah. very much all about it's us, it's we, we everything we do, we do together. Like, I can sit there, but a healthy relationship, you can have time apart. You can be, like, I can, Frankie's not here, I can come here and do this podcast yeah, yeah, with you guys and sit here and we can just talk, Yes, you know, about man stuff, or which is relationships, which I did not expect again. Yeah, men don't really talk about <laughs> this. That's what I thought Who it was Who would have thought? Who would have thought this? I did not think this is where this Nobody was going. I thought this was a good conversation. <laughs> it, it, definitely it is. is. Definitely opens, opens it's a great conversation. It's just funny. It's just interesting, because I, I try to think of other, th- other subjects where us three are so very different, and this really is one of the huge ones. It definitely opens up some doors to a hall of mirrors. We're really reflecting I on this, this hall of mirrors business. Hey, you started this business. <laughs> hall of mirrors where we all look at each other and we're like, oh my God, you look fat in that mirror, but in that mirror, you look great. Sorry. Isn't that something? I see Pagano to my left. He is the man that doesn't need a relationship. And Scott to my right, who's in a happy relationship. Many failures and many tasks, but no tribulation have kept these two apart. You have clowns to the left of you and jokers to the right. <laughs> and then me, the fool in the middle. <laughs> oh, God. What other areas are we very different? Wait, wait, I how, think, how do we feel about the death penalty? I mean, I feel the like death we need to get rid of these <laughs> damn criminals. I already told you how I feel about marriage. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a cool video I saw online. Yeah. They interviewed the guy that does the lethal injections okay. like his life. Yeah, yeah, have yeah, you seen yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's phenomenal. Have you seen this guy? No, I have not seen this guy. Well, we'll link it in the description. <laughs> no, we never have. We never do, but whatever. Anyway, look Look it up. up. <laughs> look up the ma- the interview you have, of the you man. You have Google. You, you have, have YouTube. Technology. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, basically, I always wondered, like, the executioner, what is his life? How does he feel? How yeah. do people act around him? Yeah. There was one video where there was a guy in, I believe it was Texas, he did the lethal injections. And another video that basically... It's always Texas. Well, Texas, well, Texas has, yeah, Texas has the, death penalty. That's why I'm saying it's always And Texas. another video was of executioners through the ages. Like, was mm-hmm. the 
black hood and axe standing at the gallows or the yeah. chopping block a real thing? Like, yeah. who were well, these people? Well, of course people? they were. It was. They weren't, though. The black hood was basically just something Hollywood added on. I mean, anyone that was an executioner well, had their forehead branded so they knew who they were. And they were forced to well, be... Well, they were still... The, the black hood was added on, All right, but they we're still... We're getting into a history lesson. How do you feel about the death penalty? Is well, that anyway, our, the whole thing is... Is that how we're trying to well, it's a history lesson so, people, so I can, you know... Our differences here? This is the death penalty? Is that what we're trying to break this? So yes, how do you yes. feel about the... De- I think we're similar. Well, let's, let's right. start with you, Mr. Pagano. Yes. How do you feel about the death penalty? The execution of the civilian? I think uh, dying is easy, living is hard. So let the bastards live... <laughs> Let them live in. Let them live in life. their own. F- in their own. Uh, in their own. Well, this this will all lead to. Right. There's I'm a lot of issues. Dying is easy. I mean, you, you cut the guy out, and that's it. But making him live through life and in, in, in a room by himself and and his own thoughts recurring through his head every freaking day. Yeah, but then here's the thing. Done. Then there's the risk of his escaping. Uh, being. No, that's hardly happening anymore. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. It, mm. Escape doesn't happen as frequently yeah. as escape, Hollywood no. makes it. But there have been pardons, and then a person goes out and then kills again, and well, sh- crap, he's back in the well, cell. Well, yeah, there's, well, it's never, it's not pardon. They not pardon, ser- what do they call it? They serve their time, their time gets commuted, or whatever. Well, there that's a different thing. Then they're not really on the death penalty to begin with, right? Yeah, no. Time. No, no, you can write, you can write to the president oh, yeah? be pardoned, and there's like yeah, certain most, committees that Yeah, but if a guy's a mass murderer, the president's not going to pardon the mass murderer. I don't think so. Um, but in the same breath, y- yes. I do agree with Mike. Yes, it's harder to. It would be a harder punishment to make some of these people live. But some of these people are really so fucked you, up in the head. So you think killing them is well, is, no, is, but is like a punishment. Well, some of them. Life? Well, some of them, even if they're living in a cell, some of them are perfectly fine with that. That they're still living. There's, they don't care yeah. about. They clearly. Well, so, a lot of these guys don't care about dying though. It's a lot some of them, them welcome. A lot of them have like a death wish. Well, some of, a lot yeah. of them don't even consider it. It's not even a thought in their mind. They just want to kill others without thinking of themselves. So the death penalty has a, a place, but it is a thing that only should be brought out at certain at certain points. I think it should be a lot less. Also, you think about it, being someone who carries out an execution nowadays, those people aren't really, they don't feel like they're killing somebody, I feel like. See, that's where that interview what do you brings feel up about a cool the death perspective. penalty, Richard. Well, yeah. my thing is... Are you for or against? I'm for it because the aspect of keeping someone in torture and torment is a cruel thing. So, kill them off. Clearly, they are degenerative society, and they are going to keep killing no matter what you do. Which brings me to medieval torture. Oh, we actually had three different opinions on this. Huh? Yes. Oh, <laughs> because good, you look okay. at medieval torture... The did Spanish we? Inquisition. Wait, we? What's the really? What's the well, I haven't voiced my opinion. Well, no, I agree with it. Yeah, he's for the death penalty. You're against the death penalty, and I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Because you think about it this way, it kills me when I listen to history lessons and what have you, that people are tortured, tormented. There was the wheel, the rack, the bull, the Iron Maiden, and people that probably don't even know what the hell is going on in the world in the 1400s. Nobody's asking you to list sex, sex acts. Richard. All right, listen. We're talking about the death penalty. <laughs> and then the people getting ripped and, and, and bones broken and stretched. And what do these people know? You're tormenting someone. For what reason? To kill them? Are you setting an example? Are you trying to... Uh, we're putting them in saw traps. Putting them in saw traps. Like, what is the purpose of tormenting this I person? I always think we should like have a show of, of all like, the, the worst serial killers and put them in together like in a cage and see them go nuts. And you want to do other. the George Carlin method? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> George Carlin. For sure. No, I, I was think- yeah, I was thinking more of the gamer method where the What's convicts the have method? a chance to be, like, contestants. 
No, yeah. I want to see them at their worst fight. I, I did like that. Uh, that I want to see it, them fight it's each other. Li- it's literally this, that's kind of the same thing. George Carlin's method was fencing off square states and letting well, he had them the fencing go. off method, right? Uh, the gamer method, which I do, is another crazy method of taking like prisoners, and then the last one gets to leave. But then you also probably get the worst human being alive who gets to leave. Well, that was the thing. They had to live through 12 matches, and it really depended on the player that was playing them. Yeah, or the see, death race method. I would lo- yeah, you oh, want to see death race. See, another one. In a cage, right? Wow, that's like trope in movies. I in a cage. All right, picture this. Picture ah. this wet dream. All right, so in a cage, you get Charles Manson, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and John Wayne Gacy. Fill them up with drugs and a bunch of weapons. I and think just Dahmer see what wins. Happens. You think Dahmer, <laughs> Dahmer wins? I he think just Dahmer wins. But think of the show. <laughs> the party. But think of the fun. You, wouldn't that be fun to watch? It might be, but it also might be boring as hell. How would that be boring? Because Explain to me. Explain well, to me, please. The court recognizes Eisenberg. Well, think about it this way. Yeah. You toss some four guys in there. These aren't just four guys. I mean, these are like... Yes, they are some of the... Psychos. Some of the craziest the killers there. The worst But most of them, their targets were women. And yeah, but they're all selfish bastards who they want are, to right. they're all, right. They are all selfish, but they might not care the, about each the, other what if the prize is we lie to them and say like okay they get like i don't know a victim or something something uh, we're to fix them lower <laughs> to their level well again that's that's a whole thing you would have to find a reason to make them and fight. again we if you just cross them in the cell they might all just go to the separate corners of the cell and not doing no anything. we give them we load them up with like meth so and, you and, and so you instigate them yes we push them push then them. The, the, that's a different story well, here's the thing though does the story justify them fighting i mean look at the gladiatorium their their reward was life if they survived in the gladiator days yes and i don't talk about an american gladiator where they're just bouncing around in bouncy houses are you not entertained well anyway regardless but that's my point that's where entertainment would go we look at all of these weird things where people get hurt and get calm and get you wouldn't want to see these guys go that's up right each other? we want to see them kill each other that's the objective but will they Oh, I don't care if they do or don't, actually. I, I want to s- see what happens. I just want to see them in a the room together, loaded on something, and with a bunch of weapons, and see we'll what happens. We'll just drop a pound of cocaine, like cocaine down a chute, and we'll just... It's, it's, no, no, like, wait, how about you put, them, you, you put them both in, like, different rooms, instigate them, piss them off, really, like, really piss them off, and then open the slide door, and they all walk into the same room. It... It could happen. Nobody else is excited about this. No, I'm way too excited about this <laughs> prospect. No, oh, we just have different perspectives. No, on see, the idea in concept is great, but yeah. also it's very unpredictable. They could do That's nothing. The, they could do nothing and escape. And then, it's and then you boring. have four convicts. You win this escaping business. <laughs> it's the a trope tro- in movies. <laughs> it's a trope in movies. It's ingrained in my brain, okay? Leave me alone. I want to see what happens. We just escape out. One of out you're telling me yeah. out of one, of, there's like how many guys did we just list? Right, like five. Five out of the five crazy violent people, not one of them is going to be violent in this situation. I They're all going to become Buddhist monks in well, no, 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 and find God and I'm lay down. Saying, and sing I'm not Harry saying Krishma. they're going to be Buddhist monks. I'm just saying for none Christ's of them sake. targeted. None of them targeted men. I think. I know, but for, for self-defense right now, they're all about to fight each other. But you don't know that. You don't know. You, it's like hypothetically, if you instiga- instigated all yeah, three of yeah, us and chucked us in a room, it doesn't mean we're gonna sit there and rip each other apart. I well, know. I think it'd be too quick. That'd be like a five-minute match. I would clearly break you like a twig, and oh. <laughs> and then that'd be over in two seconds. And Eisenberg and I would just waltz out of there. Yeah, it probably could happen. <laughs> I don't know. Well, all right. If we're talking about physically, yeah, maybe. But, but, but mental- what, are they going to mentally torment each other? I'm going to rip happen. you out, Manson. I'm going to eat you alive. 
Then I saw it's going to turn oh my into God. WWE. I don't know. Gacy I looks like a clown. Yeah, yeah I want to see John that. Wing Gacy. Okay, so apparently we have a different subject on this Brother. on this fake serial killer show. <laughs> well, well what Mike, else listen, we it'd be different on? if like when you toss like when they did this in like Kruger versus Jason. Yeah, it made sense because both of them are like supernatural killers. Freddy versus Jason, and they and they milked it. Well, they did milk it. The movie's like also the not great. The milking of Eisenberg. Yes. The milking of Eisenberg. Like it made sense because those characters were gonna fight because. Actually, the concept actually is pretty good. They instigated it a little bit. Well, because how do they instigate them fighting each other? Well, because Freddy needed the kids to remember him because the the people of Elm Street had basically blacked him out of history, and he had no power. So he got Jason to start killing people, and then parents started talking about Freddy again, and then it started spreading to the younger people of Elm Street. So Freddy started gaining powers again, but then Jason started taking his kills that Freddy wanted. So Freddy started attacking Jason because it's, he's supposed to be the big dog, Wait a not minute. Jason. So people just talking about them gave them power? Well, no, just no, Freddy, Freddy. Just Freddy. Because Freddy, if he's forgotten, yeah. you no longer think about him. Fear, you no longer dream, dream about his, him. Uh, you power. wouldn't have nightmares about Freddy Krueger because you wouldn't know he existed. Mm. Kind of like, how, like the Joker. Well, that means the Joker didn't get power, but the Joker wanted everybody. He hate The worst thing the Joker... Could be forgotten. It's forgotten, and nobody thinks he's Ah. the the hot shit in Gotham. There's another channel that I watch. It's more based on writing and myth and everything. And there was a concept they brought up, like, the true villain. Like, the true bad guy. Like, they only... Exactly that. They only have power if they have control over a situation and people fear them and they have control. As soon as they... Mike, please. (laughs) Mike, move the mic. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as they... Why do that would happen? lose control they all of a sudden don't know how to handle things yeah, yeah. well that's well well there's a trope well, for you well, all right, you Scott. think about but you think about it with serial killers and how that's a lot of their thing when serial killers want to have control of a situation once they lose control that's usually when they get caught is yes. because they start getting sloppy with what they yeah, do they slip. that's why they would fight each other they would want to see who had the ultimate control it, and here comes mike's <laughs> ultimate <laughs> death match <laughs> They'll have control. Nobody wants to see this. All right, fine. <laughs> so, Scott, what's your uh, what what what's your uh, thing that you think would us three are different on? What Richard t- posed one. I posed one. <laughs> well, I I know. Uh, personally, I think I know. What are you bring- bringing to this tea party, Scott? <laughs> Am I bringing? I'm bringing the guy who records everything and edits <laughs> he's, it all down. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> could drink that. Scott. Hold on. <laughs> this is that a tea qu- party we're talking. No, about. Uh, but uh, what was that quote in Jingle All the Way with Schwarzenegger? Tea? No. T- where where they. <laughs> They bust the bootleg. Oh, you're busting you like a bunch of terrorists at a tea party. That was it. <laughs> well, I know. I've, I've been pre- doing I've this for three years. I'm pretty sure we're all different on superhero movies. Uh, how? Oh, Be- don't even start me on a hero movie. Exactly my point. <laughs> He's the ultimate negative. I'm the ultimate positive, and you're in the middle on this one. This is one thing. I am on the middle, and I really, I, I'm, I'm neither hero or there. Really. You just, I, you, I, I, I do like them. You I do like, like them. them. I'm just not. I don't have a hard on for them, like. I love them. This is the thing. I love them, and he hates them. Yeah, I'm the sticking with the comics and the animated series. Give me Batman animated series, Batman and a movie. Well, they're not producing Batman the animated series anytime soon. No, I know that, but like, take that Batman and all those characters. Well, Michael, Michael Bay, get out of here. With no, not, not Michael Bay. Sorry, uh, who was the uh, who was the voice of Batman in that? Um, James oh God, Connery. No, that's not <laughs> James Connery. James Connery. 
what's that? Kevin Conroy. Hey. Kevin Conroy. There we go. Pagana. Kevin Conroy's the voice Batman the in any animated thing for like ever. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And him and Mark Hamill have basically been that, those two yeah. characters for God knows how long. Yeah, give me that kind of Batman. I mean, but you know, those guys are both getting up there in age. Hamill's in his sixties. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but no, but like eventually they're gonna <laughs> <laughs> fucking what's his name? When from they when they is pushing ninety, well, no, and he's still doing. Mule. But I'm saying when they both unfortunately when the time does come and they're both gone, you're gonna need new people to do it. And eventually older people, they, he's not gonna be able to do that voice, that laugh as much anymore. That laugh, he, I feel like he's about to choke every time he does the laugh yeah. now. Yeah, where that are we is, going? That with is this? no excuse. So I do love Mark Hamill. Don't. That's not a joke here. Little Mark Hamill. This is called the Scott shitting on Mark Hamill podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just saying he's getting old. He's oh, you ageist. What was Probably. the guy? What was the I name of the guy that voiced Batman? I can remember. Kevin Conroy. That uh, is Conroy. Sean okay. Connery. Yeah, Sean. Oh God, that'd be a very odd Hi, Batman. Alfred brings a Batmobile. That, see, that's like Scott. every time now because of Mike Myers doing Shrek, and I imagine, um, oh God. and I imagine Chris Farley doing Shrek. I'm like, that'd be so odd to hear, <laughs> like if he did the entire movie. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you, you're so used to Mike Myers now as the voice. I would love to hear right. Chris Farley, basically the man down the river as Shrek. <laughs> a donkey, what are you doing a van here? And a van go down the by castle. the river. <laughs> Gonna be living in a carriage down by the river. I think Richard's gonna like this one. Favorite book and why, Richard? Mm. All right, everybody. But okay. Favorite book. Books? Who reads? Uh, you do. You're I, I read, you but read. let's talk Every about everyone I'm else. I've got, I've favorite, got a, a book that affected you. Oh, yeah. Maybe huh. three books. Two books. One book. Oh, all right. All no right. books. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was okay. affected by life. Scott, you have one? Yeah, I have two. Oh, okay. That great. I, that my thing about reading is... I have a thing about reading. If I don't get hooked in the first 10 pages, I'm not going to read the book. Kind of like what they say about movies. If yeah. you're not hooked in the first 10 minutes. Mm. Um, so the two that hooked me, and I read, I literally read both books in like three days each. Right, don't show off here. But uh, uh, it was uh, Godfather by Mario Puzo. <laughs> oh, nice. And okay. Splinter Cell by Tom Clancy. Whoa, good call. Wow. Tom Clancy right. has Scott some good books. Some heavy guns here. Those were two of my favorite books I read. And I've I've read Godfather I think twice and it's it's a it's an amazing book honestly, honestly, I might like it better than I like the movie. See, I don't blame you. Books always seem to be better than the movies. But the movie was don't get me wrong. Godfather the movie is unbelievable. But so Scott hates Mark Hamill. He hates the Godfather <laughs> and he hates minorities. Just crucify him. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so uh, Slumdog Millionaire is one he hates too. I bet. All right, so those are actually two really uh, good books there. So. Yeah, those are the, the, honestly I, when I read them, I was in I talked about them nonstop and they were two nice. amazing books. All right, Richard, your book that uh, affected you. Two and books why, and why that I managed to actually finish was one. Well, that's all the time we have. The Satanic Bible. <laughs> no, no, no. I never actually finished that one. A book called Death, a living documentary. Okay. It's essentially a as Mike chokes up his water. Here, what do you have to say about this? I have to hear what, you, what you're <laughs> snickering about. I have nothing to say. I have to say the way you said death. <laughs> death. Anyways, so basically it's a humor book, which is an autobiography of death itself. How he starts out as the, chi- the love child of the devil and the, in- the uh, embodiment of sin, which is apparently this tentacled slime monster, and mm. it's, it's death's mother. And they're in hell, and, you know, then they... 
And then Satan is never around. He's that father that's never really around, you know, causing sin. And basically... So you're saying Satan is a deadbeat father? That's essentially what the book puts him out to be. This and is your favorite book. Oh, my uh, ultimate favorite book. I'll get to why. Because Satan hears about this thing that God's putting together, and mm. it's apparently Earth. So the happy family from hell, which Satan, the embodiment of sin, and death itself, make this journey to this new planet called Earth. And they go down. Everyone's happy. The plants are laughing and talking. The trees <coughs> talk. And Satan, like... Apparently, these trees have, like, place name cards. Okay. And one is, like, the abusive tree. The other one's the greeting tree. And he, like, switches them so when animals go to, like, the happy tree, which they really think is, like, abusive. They never go to it, so it, like, dies and shrivels. And what's, like, the murdering tree ends up killing everyone because he has the happy name tag. Oh, and so, of course, there's a unicorn. Of course. That oh. God <laughs> created. I was just waiting for <laughs> one This sounds like one of our stories. Yeah. So... What happened was a tree fell on this unicorn, and death happened to be there, the Grim Reaper. Yeah. And the unicorn is looking up at death as, like, a spirit or something. He's like, well, shit, what now? Because there's, like, no one to claim the souls. So then, I forgot who it was that came down. I think one of the angels came down, and he's like, well we got to do something about this. So they give death a bag, and it's essentially the void that souls goes into, but they treat the, the book treats this bag like a dog. So it's like barking and shit. And it's just right, so why is this people. your favorite book? Yeah, why is this your favorite book? We don't need this. <laughs> people might want to read the book. <laughs> oh, I'm just giving like the first ten pages. So basically, there's nothing better than... And, and it like follows like civilizations, how death is like... <laughs> It's just the idea of giving death a voice uh-huh. and it being this hilarious documentary. All right. All right. And then it's a great book to check out. Another one is Warm Bodies, the one where oh. the zombies start to come. Yeah, to yeah this one I know. I know that one. Yeah, you know that one too, right? See, I saw the movie, and yeah, the movie was cool. But then the book itself, like, explains what the, the like, extra dead zombies were. In the movie, they're just portrayed as these decaying mm. things. But in the book, they're apparently like the priests of the zombie hmm. community. Hmm. And there's like other things where in the movie, the humans, the living ones, have like put themselves into like a, I don't know, a Bowerstone brick community kind of thing. Yeah. They build their walls. But in the book, it goes into so much detail of them converting a One football body. stadium into this humongous community. Hmm. And in the s- stalls, they built the humongous buildings that people live in now. There's bars, there's things going on, and the yeah, book expands makes sense. on this, and I love it. Okay, what about you, Pagana? Oh, uh... You fall to the question, you I should know, have the... Well, I was more curious about you guys, I well, already know what I think. We, we already know what he thinks. Alright, yes, so one to the giver. Really? I didn't see that one coming. You didn't, really, you didn't like the giver? Oh, I love the giver. No, I never... no, we like it, we didn't see it coming from you, though. Yeah, uh, the giver. Okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite books. The Giving Tree is... Okay. Even though it's a children's book, it's mm. heavy for a children's yeah. book. And then, uh, <laughs> Speaking of children's books, I, I always wanted to read Death. the one, Go the Fuck to Sleep. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. It's you like the one where, where all my friends are dead, and it's like the, that's about the, one, the yeah. last dinosaur. No, then, and of course, Fear Loathing Las Vegas, that's the one you're... Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's the one we That's the one we know. I'm, I'm What's his name? Andres Thompson. Andres Thompson. If you don't know Andres Thompson, you should read him immediately, for Christ's sake. You know, I have his book with me. Not right now, but all the time. <laughs> all the time, except for now. Well, every time I have like a, my backpack with me, or I'm going out to work or something to a job yeah. anywhere, you I'll know, have that book. book with me. A guy, a friend of mine, introduced me to an, to an author that lives in uh, Florida, and he writes books. 
and he's not like your stereotypical run-in-the-mill author. His name is Bronco Hammer, and he like wow, yeah, and he like did he do porn (laughs) or serve time? (laughs) I don't know. Or both. This this man is a mystery. This is a man. It is a man. And the funny thing is about a story is a friend of mine let me borrow one of his books where aliens come down and this guy, Bronco Hammer, who is the character in the book, who... Oh, the, I, thought, I thought it was the author. <laughs> he is the author. But the author lent the name to oh, okay, the okay. character, which is part of the story. The, the way he writes these books is hilarious. So it's like you writing a book and the main character is Rich Clark. Exactly. So I would say in the book, this character has the honor of having my name. So anyway, he starts, the story starts out, he goes and gets coffee after uh, one Sunday morning, in, or whatever it was, and then, like, this, this giant flash takes over the side of San Francisco, or San How Diego. How fat is this flasher that he's able to take over? How big is this raincoat that he opens up and he's able to take over? Wrong <laughs> flasher. <laughs> so anyway, so then these aliens come down, and Bronco Hammer, the character, ends up, like, making this militia to fight these alien bastards and send them back into space. And every, the, there's like rednecks. I think there's a mime involved. I didn't get that far into the book. And he's got another. He's got another one. Pimps, gotta go to hell or something. Pimps and ch- mimes. That's you gotta check book. out this guy. His books are ridiculous, but they are definitely okay. A fresh brush. Okay. Bear. First, the pimps going to hell reminds me of Saints Row Four. Actually, let me let me get his books. His uh, go ahead. Yeah. What else? Yeah. And uh, the uh, first one reminds me of Interdimensional Cable. It, uh, oh, fr- yeah, from Rick yeah, and Morty, yeah, where yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> two brothers who it. fight, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they fight Viking women, and then aliens come down from space, and, <laughs> and yeah. it was just the two of the the two uh, actors just riffing constantly. Yeah, it was all, and you can even hear them laughing <laughs> because they're like this. The is greatest band ever, Scott. The greatest band ever. Yes, I like how they totally changed. Scott's oh, Jesus! Oh yeah, what a transition! Christ. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar is not that good. No, it's okay, not. So um, the greatest band ever. Not the most influential. Because probably everybody's going to say the Beatles. But the greatest. <laughs> you made the drop a ridiculous question on me. Um, the That's the most normal that question. That was a terrible transition. Terrible. Well, no, it's not. It's a normal it's, question. It's, not an, it's a normal question, but it's it's difficult. We just talked about serial killers fighting each other. I know, but it's a, a fictional no, thing. You talked about serial this killers. Is, this is more difficult because you have to think of, like, you're trying to think of a band that has changed its style throughout history, whose last multiple, either probably decades. That doesn't really mean anything. Well, you ha- you have to have, if you're the greatest band ever, you have to last. It can't be like a one-hit wonder. It can't. Well, it, it depends on the last, though, because there's bands that are still on and they suck, and you're like, oh, really? They're still doing this? But then there's the Beatles didn't last that long at all. The Beatles didn't last that long, but you Led also. Led Zeppelin, to, what, lasted three years? Not even? It, How long did Led Zeppelin? Well, last? that's because somebody died. I know, but they're still the greatest band. They're one of the greatest bands, but it's. They're it's, the greatest band. See, I feel like it's all a form of perspective. That's oh, here why we go. we're having this conversation. All right, quickly on the books. The one I have <laughs> is Ali- Assholes from Space. And the second my friend told me that title. You knew it was a winner. Oh, it Sounds like a band. Winner. He's got another one. Ho- that's it. Hollywood scum must pay. <laughs> See you in hell. Die, you commie bastards. Die, you filthy animal. Deep state deadly. JCPI. Pimps must die. I was right on that one. Narc in the dark. Die, you slimy maggot. Spank me. And... 
These are his books. Somebody's gonna edit this and like make a remix of Richard just saying these things. Spank me. Get the latest edition of your mind. Tax a little bit of tax. Get the hell out of that with the tax thing. So the greatest band is Scott Casey and the Sunshine Band. That's yeah, definitely Casey and the Sunshine Band. I don't know. I have to say the greatest band. Yes. Are we talking bands or musical? I think we. I think we just called bands. Bands. System of a Down. Very political. Very powerful. System of a Down is the greatest band. Ever, ever, not even, not even Jimi Hendrix's magical experience or whatever the Magic School Bus, whatever the hell his band was named, can compare. How dare you? I, I, <laughs> how dare I you? I guess the Beatles make the most sense because it, you can also well, extrapolate into their own inv- individual careers afterwards. Like, no, that doesn't count. We're talking yes, about bands. Bands. That well, doesn't they, count as one well no, but they well, like uh, rubber bands. They are or all connected. Like. McCartney going on afterwards yeah. makes sense, and Lennon doing his stuff, and then yeah. Harrison doing his stuff. You know, starting the Russian Revolution, that Lennon, let me tell you. Yeah, well, not that Lennon. So oh, wrong they, Lennon, okay. Yeah, wrong <laughs> Lennon. Uh, but they make, they make sense because they have, A, yes, they are very inspirational, and they have inspired so many, but without them coming over, they, their pop of the time frame yes. led to uh, rock and roll, con- led to a lot of... The Beatles, of, yeah. It Get out of here with that Beatles business. Oh, okay. So Richard, Richard hates the Beatles. <laughs> like, but like we're, we're all hated men. Scott hates minorities, and Richard hates I the Beatles. Don't hate minorities. And Mike Pagano just hates individuality. <laughs> oh yeah, but like I def- yeah, yeah. I heaven hate forbid we don't like your serial killer murder primetime show. All these questions are based in individuality. But if I you love if you ask bollocks, bollocks, I call objection. But if you ask like my favorite song in history, like. It's not. It's okay, what is it's it? Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen right now. So Queen uh, is, your, is the greatest good band ever. Call. Well, Queen, to you, Queen is well, the greatest uh, band ever. Not. I'm not sure they're the greatest band. They could be. They very well could be. The greatest be. band. That's the, that's the argument. But that's my that's my favorite song of all time. Why are you sweating right so much, Scott? Just answer the question. The I greatest, I'm actually not sweating. It's beautiful now. It's, right now. <laughs> it's beautiful now. It's cloudy. He's Richard, take your his clothes again. Scott, answer the question. The Queen is the greatest, or the Beatles? <sighs> It it could be a flip of a coin either way on the oh you the coin business. <laughs> I'm avoiding the question again. Please address the court. And it's not as fun without Frankie. Actually, you we know, can't have this without Frankie. Actually, if you think about I, the I Beatles, is gonna like listening to this conversation. It's very this interesting. Is a, this is an interesting Frankie's podcast. Like, oh, I think going on in this conversation. I think Queen is more diverse than the Beatles. <laughs> you do musically at least. Ooh, really interesting. I think mm. they have more of a a different sound. So so you're saying John Lennon had it coming. <laughs> you're saying, Scott? <laughs> this is horrible conversation, Scott. Scott really, this, Scott's very careless Are with his words. Are you admitting to accomplicing the crime? I wasn't alive. <laughs> Lies. Oh, that's a that's a perfect <laughs> crime. <laughs> a perfect excuse. What time Eddie Izzard. I was dead at the time. <laughs> Wait, why are you wearing sunglasses inside? <laughs> for a cool picture. Shut and it's up. not me. He's not saying that to me. That's to Richard for once. Yeah, yeah for once. I you I expect from at this point. Yeah, get the glasses out. Come on. No. You have glasses, Scott? No, I do not have well, sunglasses. Well, then put on them. Yeah, I'll put on them. Ready. There okay, you go. so Scott Here he comes thinks to save Queen the day. is more diverse than the Beatles. A what? That's, that's a, I think that's a, that's a valid argument, actually. Yeah. A Queen and more... more Not best, better. But a different more, sound. More uh, diverse. Yeah. Or more experimental. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things. Um, I, don't, I don't know about experimental. I don't know. Uh, and you, you, just, you said Zeppelin before. Zeppelin... Is I mean they're the, an epic. They are like the greatest rock band ever. I mean, how many? All right, all right. Can you please stop jerking yourself off, Zeppelin, Beatles? Let's move into the 21st century here. Uh, Jimi Hendrix is amazing too. Well, don't but get me not- wrong. Like if 
I think NSYNC is a pretty solid band. Well, NSYNC, die, just die. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Linkin Park. I will listen to Linkin Park till the day I uh, die. He called it. I got the CDs in the car, actually. Two of them. You know, yes, but are they the greatest band? I w- I, but that's the thing. I, I love Linkin Park, too. But I, wouldn't, I wouldn't band. call them the greatest band ever. But They wouldn't even call themselves the greatest band. Well, they but can't like, anymore. What's his name is dead now? Well, Chester, yeah. Yes, oh, rest in peace, Chester. But oh. the Led Zeppelin, like, I don't know. Every time I hear their music, I'm like, this is the greatest. No. I have to change my mind here. From the, the Backstreet Boys? Yeah, no. Please do. Because you mentioned Metallica. like listening to a band that really like inspires you. Yeah. There's this Finnish band called Sabaton. <laughs> and they essentially take like historical battles and wars and everything and make this... Everything goes back to war and death with you, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> a theme. <laughs> oh, but God. anyway, basically, if you listen to their music, they do some covers of like All Guns Forward... Yeah. Um, guns, guns and Roses. Blazing, by guns and Roses. Guns and Roses, Scott? I, and I, it, uh, I love Guns, but like this is no music. way they're the best band. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They ha- this band, Sabaton, has to be the best. I mean, they their music literally gets me up in the morning. Whenever I'm feeling okay, down, I mean, they are the the call of trumpets right. that keeps me marching. I narrow it down to three, and Queen's not one of them, but it's Beatles, Zeppelin, and Nirvana. All right, all right. You I'll, take I'll those three time. out, and culture as we know it is totally different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's it totally is. Yeah, what, we don't have an argument? Eddie the Freak sh- t-shirt? That's, that's I what? think, the... Exp- oh, no, I'm thinking of Metallica. Metallica's a, a very good band, and I love them. I've seen them twice, too. But um, are they the greatest? I never had the pleasure. They're... It's insane. <laughs> but are they the greatest, or no. are they just... It, this uh, is also... This is also branded on taste, because there's probably people who don't like rock music, and they're going to be like, the Beatles are terrible. Yeah. Well, there's that whole perspective thing again. Yeah. Rearing its ugly. Yes, but this is a good conversation, Harry. Yeah, yeah, this is a good conversation. <laughs> like there are probably people who will be greatest like, guitar oh. player. Oh God! <laughs> it's, ever. it's either Hendrix or Clapton. Really, Clapton? Huh? I don't know. I think Static X is up there. <laughs> I love. It. I mean, I'm, I'm actually just happy you would bring Clapton in, even into this fight. But uh, it's it's one of the two of them. They're both amazing guitarists, and honestly. Hendrix was a lot more experimental because he just didn't care and whatever the hell he this, wanted. He's not from this universe. <laughs> Basically. I think ZZ Top is pretty up there. I mean, they can play a guitar with their beards. Don't even start me on doubting that. <laughs> Who's got a better beard? System of Down there or uh, ZZ Top? ZZ Top. Or, or Static. Or st- mm-hmm. I don't know. If, ZZ Top if, has that age no, look if, to it. If ZZ Top shaved, then they're That mute. would be so weird. It would be mute. You would not hear any music. <laughs> <laughs> they are the beards. That's yeah. why they wear the sunglasses. They don't even plug in their, their, their guitars. <laughs> they just grow their Oh, hair. side note. Uh, jumping. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Do you know Jack Black's in the new uh, Chucky movie? He is. He, yeah, I yeah. think I saw something He's in that. the trailer. I saw him. He's got, he's got like a shaved head. I was like... Dude, that's Jack Black. Really? <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. Mark Hamill's also the voice of Chucky, but, but Jack yeah, Black even said issue. that the, mm. the Led Zeppelin is the greatest band ever. Well, because Brad Dorff is apparently they're doing a TV show that's separate from this new reboot. Yeah. Do not even give me this bullcrap about starting TV shows with movies again. Well, I don't think they're connected at all. I think they're two separate universes. Exactly. And then it's going to be like complete garbage. I don't really care. Yeah, well, sorry. You like it? How do you feel about the new I Chucky? Just think it, I, so he likes it, you hate it, and I don't care. Well, I I'm just, just trying to find things that we all disagree on. <laughs> it's I so see? Perfect. That's why we're the perfect, uh, perfect the cast. The doors. Do you like the doors? I like windows. Oh, I'm oh, I like Peace Frog. <laughs> I like Peace Frog. Um, 
Peace Frog. Peace Frog. Really? Yes. You know, isn't that, fan- isn't that fantastic, though? Think about the band names. I say the doors and you bring up Peace Frog. Damn all straight! Songs. For fuck's sake. I've never heard this music. What is this This piece of frog? Well, it's this hot new group called The Doors, Richard. Yeah, the hot new group. <laughs> well, let's kick them down and listen to something new. Oh, but, um, psh- that's That was a terrible... <laughs> this is where Frankie's like, you're a terrible dad joke guy. What's going on? Dad jokes fly. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of... Fly a lot like of Rolling kite. Stones. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Rolling Stones. Do you yes. like the Rolling Stones? I'm, uh, actually, like, I'm actually not a huge Stones person. You're not a Stones person. person. No, I've never been. Explains See, I, everything. I never really got into the Stones either. See, I got introduced you to... You don't get into the Stones. The Stones get into you. Yeah, that's called... Yeah, that's, that's called, called kidney surgery. Stones. <laughs> 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 okay, I'll give you that one. Pound that one. That was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> See... My introduction to music. Actually, let's go with that. What was our introduction to rock and metal? Um, Let me start with my story. Okay. Because I came into the country when I was um, four or five years old, and then we moved to a quiet little suburb in the middle of Long Island, New York. And my aunt, well, found someone who was now my uncle. They got married, and he introduced me to a video game called Twisted Metal. Uh. And there was twi- we started with Twisted Metal 3. And in that soundtrack was Rob Zombie, Super Beast, and another one. And the whole soundtrack, which they completely changed from the ideas of Twisted Metal 1 and 2. Uh, Anyway, and then I started listening to that, and then I then found other bands. I found his CDs. I started listening to Mm. System of a Down, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty solid. Marilyn Manson or Rob Zombie? What? Oh, uh, who would they choose? Yes, Rob Zombie or Marilyn Manson. Uh, I see Rob Zombie. Yeah, Zombie actually. Oh, interesting. I think you could see Manson. No, Manson I was s- another one I listened to for a while. That's what, yeah. I like Beautiful People uh, from Manson. I like Sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams is also a good one, but I think I I would Dragulia. Uh, there's a lot. More, I think there's three or four Zombie songs that I like yeah. that I would prefer over Manson before. What That's was the one from transmission from Planet X or channel from Planet? Channel X oh, from oh, Planet Feel So Good is a great song. Oh, yeah. There feel was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so numb. Yeah. 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 There was that one song in Cable Guy where... Hey, uh, Man, I Shot? You like that one? No, the one by Zombie. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it at the moment, but... Uh, okay, so... So, uh, so you're just video games that introduced you, pretty much. Introdu- you video games were um, the introduction, yeah. Was it your dad? Or was it, it was probably... Because I have different intros to a lot of different music. My father would be, like... He, my first concert was Jovi. I remember that. He brought me to see Bon Jovi. That was your first concert. Huh? Oh, yeah. That was magical. That Sounds was my like first concert. Um, well, Coonan always laughs at me because my favorite Beatles song is Yellow Submarine. <laughs> I'm going to laugh at you. Well, hey, don't get, Well, look at it this way. My stepfather, my introduction to the Beatles, he showed me the movie. Oh, mm. that's why. So I had the album. That's the link. And, I, mm. and that right, was my intro point. to the Beatles. So the Yellow Submarine, I always connect with. That's how I got introduced to the Beatles. And that's why that is my favorite song. You know, that does bring me back in time, actually. The Beatles? Because I did... Well, a little bit. Because, yeah, I was introduced to video games, and that's introduced me to metal. But before that, I remember having this CD with an apple on it and popping it into the CD player, and there were these these four men with guitars and bowl haircuts, and then on the other side was these same four men looking down at the stairs, all bearded. I'm like, what the hell oh, kind yeah, of music yeah, is yeah. this? And it's the Beatles... Uh, yeah. What is it? Hard Day's Night? No, no, no. The whole soundtrack. It was a two sa- two CD oh, uh, collection. Like their greatest hits. Yeah, it's probably it's probably greatest hits. Like yeah, somebody, a guy I work with knows the name, but I mean, I can't call him now. And then I also, a lot of my family went to like clubs. That was the '90s, you know, Night at the Roxbury kind of scene. 
And I remember listening to Brain Bug, BT, Paul Oakenfold, and that opened the door to trance. So yeah. I'm kind of into electronic music like okay. that, too. See, I remember when I was growing up, I remember the Third Eye Blinds. I remember Semisonics. I remember all that. Like, I was... I was the alt guy when people started listening to like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. And so oh, I didn't get into them till later. I on. never they were did. Like not. I, it still hasn't caught up. I still don't care. Uh, well, then what do you listen to, Mike? No, but I, I remember a music class when I was in third grade. The teacher said you could everybody bring in a CD, right? Whatever CD you want. Yeah, I've heard everybody this. brought in. It was everybody brought in Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, NSYNC, <laughs> and I brought in Jimi yeah. Hendrix. Uh, the experience I brought, I had to and those that. kids' faces melted off their skull. That was the name of the band. I, I, Hendrix I remember, I because I did the same and project. Band of Gypsies, Band of Gypsies. That's Actually, the one I brought. This is hysterical because we had to do a song. Yes. What did you? Bring? I brought them Voodoo Child. Oh, did you? <laughs> See, this is why we're friends. <laughs> anyway, it all came down to something. <laughs> it all came back down to this. With, uh, I forgive you now for your hatred of minorities and women. <laughs> That's why he's not getting married or anything. Oh God, Jews! Oh God. On that note, (laughs) this has been 17 milligrams. I'm Scott Heisenberg. I'm the lovely Richard Kalarik. Listen to Jimmy Hendrix and read *Fear Loathing Las Vegas*. I'm Mike Pagano. (laughs) And go get your fix. Have a great night. Rock on! Oh, listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. We're working on Twitter right now. Follow us. Share us. Have a great night, guys. Tell your friends. Fantastic.